Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. be in the house of the Lord. They sing a song sometimes, no place I'd rather be. And there is no place I'd rather be than right here and no people that I would rather be with than this, this church. I, I love my church family and I love you. God bless you. You may be seated. I know we've been standing for a little while. While you're finding your seat, if you would go with me and your Bibles to the book of John chapter 4, the book of John chapter 4, what a good time we had at camp meeting, my goodness, if you had the opportunity to go, you know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, I would encourage you to, to get the CDs or however they present it this year and, and just enjoy it, praise the Lord. I tried real hard this week to bring what I call a rah-rah pet rally message. I wanted us to leave here high-fiving one another and, and feeling good. But as he always does, this was born out of a conversation that me and my mother I had last Sunday. She said, I'm tired. And I completely understood what she was talking about. Because we get tired. We get tired. Jesus got tired. And I'm going to talk to you this morning about a seat at the well a seat at the well book of John chapter 4 and verse 1 when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples he left Judea and departed again into Galilee and he must needs go through Samaria then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey. The New Living Translation would say right there at this point that Jesus was tired. But being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. 
Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Familiar passage of scripture that we've all read so many times. And I'll talk about nothing new this morning. Uh, you've heard this countless times, but I just come to remind us this morning that the Lord can give us rest. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, I love you, and I am so eternally grateful for the spirit that we have felt in this house. I'm thankful for the opportunity and the privilege that you give us together, together, and to magnify your name what a privilege what a privilege to worship you I appreciate the word that we've heard this morning from brother Williams and just ask today that you would touch our spirits and touch our hearts and help us in the name of the Lord praise the Lord I come this morning with two different messages with a struggle in my soul knowing which one really that I needed to share this morning. And then Sister Chelsea got all in my notes this morning. And so I agreed with the Lord, which is what you should always do. But in our text this morning, we read where Jesus sat down at Samaria. That's a place that he was at to talk to this woman and she is the subject of why Jesus is there and he asked for water which was what the conversation is about but why did Jesus do it this way why did he walk to the city and sit down at this well and scripture tells us that he was tired and one might ask how could Jesus be tired and I'll tell you this morning, it's because he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And Jesus shows us weary. His three and a half years of ministry was spent trying to teach us how to live holy and how to live righteous, how to treat each other, how to conduct ourselves. And he dealt with so much and so many that no doubt he got weary. As much as we love to praise and worship and declare his greatness and power, just like we've been doing this morning, we've gathered together and magnified him and thanked him for his goodness and we felt his spirit. And when we do that and look at Jesus from that vantage point, it's hard to imagine that the great God we serve 
the God that created us, who was strong enough, who was powerful enough. I wonder how many here think Jesus is weak. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't raise our hands. Maybe being weary doesn't mean you're weak. Being tired doesn't mean that you're weak. Jesus was tired. Maybe he was tired of the disciples bickering between one another. Perhaps he was tired of the Pharisees and all the accusations that they made against him constantly following him and berating him and challenging everything he did, saying that he had went against the law. But our our text this morning says he was tired from the journey. And when you think about his journey, they walked everywhere they went. No F-150s, no Silverados or Lincolns or Cadillacs or Hondas or Toyotas. It was a three-day walk from where they were baptizing at to Galilee. And he went through Samaria because sometimes straight through was the quickest route. See, normally Jews would bypass Samaria. They would detour or go around even if it meant the journey was longer. They did not associate with the Samaritans. And sometimes the direct route can be the divine route, the route that God himself orchestrates. Sometimes we find ourselves in seasons and we say, my God, why am I here? Couldn't you let me bypass this, Lord? Why was it necessary to deal with this and go through this? It would have been so much easier, so much easier if we could have went another route. Instead of hiding the fact like we so often do, that we are weary. Sometimes we got to get to the point and just tell God, I'm tired. It's hard to understand what someone else is going through if you only see them at one point of their journey. We're quick to recognize her as Rahab the harlot. Her whole life, that's what she's been. She was delivered, no doubt, done a great deed for the children of Israel and we call her the harlot. We refer to him as Doubting Thomas. And I wonder how many of us would have wanted to see the prince in his hand. Who would have wanted to touch him. We refer to people as Lion Bill or Adulterous Annie. And no matter what God does for them in their life, We're labeling them that. People we assume are weak, perhaps are just weary. Just because we're weary doesn't mean we're weak. Well, how do you know that, Jerry? Because Jesus, the I am, the bread of life, the resurrection, the door, the shepherd, the way, got weak. At some point, hours after they left that morning, it's noon, and he says something that we would never expect the Savior to say. I'm tired. I worship a God who's powerful enough to give me strength, who was human enough to to get so tired. So I've stepped to this desk this morning after feeling this in my spirit all week, but not really wanting to say this. But it's time that some of us
sit with a tired Jesus. You might ask why, and I would answer that with this, because I think that some of us can relate to him because his journey didn't just start with leaving that morning. I mean, that's enough. Six hours of walking. Six hours of walking. Jeannie and I was afforded the opportunity for years to be able to go to the mountains. She loved the mountains. We loved to play golf in the mountains. and We was, had the opportunity to stay at a particular place uh, that a friend had offered us for many years. And it was six and a half hours to the place. And when we got there, I was ready to unpack. I had been clinched in Atlanta traffic, and, and I, I was ready to get to a place where I could rest. It's a, it's a haul in a Ford pickup with air conditioner blowing on you in leather seats, but here is Jesus. Six hours of walking. It's noon. It's hot. He's tired. And I couldn't help but think, was it only physical or did he go through Samaria because he was tired of the way they were treating each other? Why was he tired? Why did he come to this well? Was it to show grace and mercy and perhaps break down barriers of prejudice? His journey did not start in Bethlehem in that manger. John said in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word was made flesh. That's a long journey from his throne in heaven till these dusty streets of Samaria that we read about this morning. Why, why wouldn't he have been tired? The writer said, young men will grow weary and stumble, but those who wait upon the Lord. And there are some of us who have found ourselves in seasons of waiting on God. Somebody say that with me. Say, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on God and I'm weary. And I hope that's not too much transparency for you this morning and don't hold it against me. But I'm waiting on God. And I'm tired. I tell myself this is getting old. And I don't know how much longer I can go on. And I believe I'm preaching to people this morning who can relate to what I'm talking about tired and weary and you say to yourself I am sick of this sick of feeling this way sick of waking up this way I am sick and tired of fighting battles you know some people get weary and you'll hear them talk about they just have to laugh their way through it they're, they're so tired they laugh but for me, when I get weary, there are so many different emotions for people. But when I get weary, I get frustrated and I get aggravated. And then when I get aggravated and frustrated, I start making mistakes. Mistakes that I, I normally wouldn't make. Because when we get too tired or when we become weary, we find ourselves fighting battles that don't really matter. They're only distracting us from the ones that do matter. The cares of this life do not matter. For every man, woman, and child in this building, the only thing that matters today is that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life because at the end of it all, when God burns this whole place up, whether we make heaven or hell is the only 
thing that matters. You make all the money you want to make. You get all the education you want to get. You do all, go all the places you want to go in this world. But if you are not saved, if you are not filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ, that's all that's going to matter in the end. And we get frustrated and we get aggravated and we are at our wits end and we don't know what to do. And we see Jesus here in the fourth chapter of John and he tells the disciples, go get some meat. I'm going to sit here for a minute for myself and show the world that the ones y'all think are not worthy are the ones that I came in the world to save. Shame on us. Shame on us if we decide who we want to pick to be saved or not to be saved. Whoever God sends through these doors, with everything in us, we should love unconditionally. Somebody loved me. Somebody loved you. He must go through Samaria and he had to sit at the well. And there was a woman coming that needed him. She didn't know it. She had no idea. And he sat down because the word said he was tired. And I realize that this is a little strange this morning and you don't have to amen that. But think about this. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior, got tired. And sometimes... I know for me, we think we're Superman or Wonder Woman and we get mad with ourselves or frustrated because we can't always get it perfect. But if you don't hear anything I say this morning, hear this. Perfection got tired too. A perfect man, a perfect God got tired. I'm full of faith, Jerry. Faith doesn't prevent fatigue. It just gives me a place to sit. He sat by a well. And here's the important thing. What well do we sit by when we're tired? He sat at Jacob's well. Joseph was given that well by Jacob. And a lot of these young people here today will learn what they learn comes from us. This is another message for another time, but We need to ask ourselves today, what wells are we digging for these young people to sit by? A lot of what we've experienced here this morning is because there were wells dug before we got here. Price was paid long before we came along. 50, 60, 70 years ago, there was women gathering children up on a Sunday morning. Perhaps didn't have a horse and a buggy or a vehicle, so they found themselves walking to an old wooden building. If it was summertime, they would have to lift the windows open to get a breath of fresh air. And if it was winter, they would have to gather around the stove. But faithfully and fervently, they stayed the course. And because they did and because the doors were kept open, you and I this morning can sit in air conditioner. To my knowledge, nobody walked here this morning. We sit on plush pews and if the music's good, we worship. If it ain't the song we like, we sit down. But Jesus sat at Jacob's well and we see him waiting on this woman. And There are times when you and I 
really need to sit down and we have to make sure that the well is the right one. If we're not careful, a lot of places that we are sitting while we are tired only make us more dehydrated. A lot of the places we are drinking from, and I say this respectfully, only make us more ignorant, more fragile, less whole, less informed. We have all these time-saving devices. I have four different Bible apps on my phone. And we have all these things to save time, to give us more time. Why do we struggle to find time with him? Why is it so hard? Brother Larry, why do I have to press so hard to find time to sit with him? The woman comes up, and if you would picture this with me, she comes at noon because she's sneaking away from all the people that talk about her woman with a scarred past and the last thing she needs to do is to run into a man while she's trying to gather water and she certainly doesn't need to have an encounter with a Jewish man. Here she finds Jesus at this well and he asks for a drink of water and this was not a question to pass the time or to start a conversation. No, this is Jesus asking this woman if she even knows what's in her. And I have felt the Holy Ghost speaking to me specifically over the last few months. Do you have any idea what I've put inside you? Do you even know how powerful it is what I've put inside you? And you're not taking advantage of it. Now if we only see things on the surface and we judge how the world judges... We're never going to see what's on the inside. This is Jacob's well, but at this moment it is a place for Jesus to sit. And he sat on the well and asked this woman, can I have a drink? But he wasn't talking about Aquafina or Dasani. And as Holy Ghost filled men and women of God, we, we must realize that most of the time it's never what we think it's about. One writer says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts and he's so much deeper than we are and when we spend so much time asking the question why, why and he's, he's there patiently trying to tell us it doesn't matter why, it doesn't matter why if you'll just focus on me. Jesus has showed up to this woman's situation and I, I don't feel like this week that God just give this to me but there's someone here today or perhaps you're listening by way of the internet that you have been at your wits end and you're tired and you're weary and you think well if I could just get a word from God to get me jump started if I could just have one of those praise breaks if I could just have some prophet come along and prophesy to me and tell me to let go and let God or what other any other Christian cliches that we sometimes used but the Holy Ghost has told me and I want to tell you that it's past time for some of us just to sit with him sit with him and find out who we really are sit with him and find out who he is I'll be transparent with you one more time this morning and say that 
I've been sitting by the wrong well sometimes. I'm not talking about sin or sitting in a bar room somewhere, but I've depended on people to help me to speak into my life and tell me who I am. And I've depended on what I see with my eyes to dictate how I feel. And I've let my emotions tell me how my life is going. But I've come to tell us here today that there is a well that does not come from an eternal source. You can't see the plumbing and you can't see the pipes. But if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost this morning and you've been baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, there is within you, there is within you a spirit that is greater than whatever you're going through. It's greater than whatever you find yourself surrounded by. One writer said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Jesus is sitting at the well with this woman and he could see what was inside her and what it was that she needed. And she needed Jesus. And I believe that God is trying to reveal some things to us individually and collectively as a church in this season of our lives. I believe that he wants us to know that he has made us and placed us here for this time. Every one of us together right here, right now, for a world that is divided and disoriented. He's made us for this time when the world is so apathetic and the enemy now more than ever is trying to tell some of us that we're a mistake. We shouldn't be here. There's nothing we can do for the kingdom of God. But that is a lie from the pits of hell. And if you're full of the Holy Ghost this morning and you've been baptized in his name, there is a place and a purpose for you in the kingdom of God. We know that Jesus, he sat to talk to the woman who had five husbands and the one she was living with was not her husband. All so that he could show her who he was. We know that on the first day God worked and the second day God worked and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. He worked. But on the seventh, he rested. He sat down. Not because he needed to rest, but because we did. And that's what I love about my God who will fight for me who will walk with me, who will talk with me. He's a God that will come through 41 generations just to go through Samaria for me. To go through Samaria for you just to sit with you. So why? Why are we rushing through our prayer time? Why are we rushing through our devotion time? Why do we find ourselves rushing through church services when the Spirit is moving but we feel we've got a schedule to stick to? And I'm not preaching against schedules. There needs to be order. There needs to be dignity and there's some outlines and guidelines that we need to follow. But in this last days, we need to be more sensitive to the Holy Ghost than we've ever been in our life. And we need to sit with him for a minute. He might show us something that's in us. This woman had been used and taken advantage of. She knew what it was like to be hurt and to be abused and to be ridiculed and mocked. 
And he sat down at the well with her that day and I feel the Holy Ghost would say to us today, are, are you tired? Sit with me. Because he's not seated where we are. When you sit with the Lord, he seats you in heavenly places. That's why he became flesh and came to earth so he could be what man could never be. He came to hang on a cross and say it is finished so that I can rest, so that you can rest. And, but we have to sit with him for a while. Yes, there's work to be done. There's, there's families to raise and jobs to work and life to live. But will we sit with him for a little while by a well that will never run dry? I say this respectfully and please don't be offended by this. But some of us passed E a long time ago. A tank has been empty for a long time, and I'm not, I'm not talking about backsliding or sin or being cold in the Holy Ghost. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm simply saying that some of us is tired, and it's okay to admit that. Weary, weary doesn't mean that we're weak. So we can sit with him, and we can rest with him, and when you sit with him, you can see him. You want to see the prodigals come home that we've been praying for on this list? Sit with him. You want to see your husband saved? Sit with him. You want to see your family's life transformed and turned around? Sit with him. You want to do something great in the kingdom of God and be used mighty by God? Sit with him. Jesus, tired as he was, sat down at Jacob's well and told the disciples, go get some meat. I'm going to sit down here and get a harvest. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to someone today who is tired on the inside. There's no amount of sleep, no amount of melatonin, no amount of pacing the floor and worrying and fretting is going to solve it. And I believe with everything in me that God has orchestrated you being here today. I believe that God guided your hand to click onto this link today. And I believe that he has woke me up night after night this week, stirring my spirit with this message. I'm going to ask our musicians to come. How Jesus felt was how this Samaritan woman felt. Even youth will grow tired and weary and young men will stumble and fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The Spirit is speaking to someone this morning and he's saying, even though you haven't had the patience to wait on me, I've been right here all along waiting on you. When we're tired and weary, we must be careful that we do not come become dehydrated. We've got to drink this water. We've got to drink this word. We've got to drink this worship. And we've got to move away from wells that will never quench our thirst. And we have to receive the living water that only only comes from him.
I've said it once, but I'll say it again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word became flesh, and it's the reason we are here today, and the reason you're watching right now is because God has drawn you here. He knows you're tired. He knows you're weary. He knows your thirst. Even he hung on a cross, stretched out his arms and said, I thirst. So he understands where you are today. And he wants to give you what it will take to refresh you and renew you and give you rest. Jesus stretched his arms wide and hung on a cross because he was tired too. And it was God that became man that knew no sin and became sin so that we might know the righteousness of God and what it's like to live a life of holiness and consecration for him. And that day Jesus said to that woman, and today he's saying to you and I, come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest I'm going to ask you to stand this morning he said I am the bread of life I'm the resurrection I'm the light I'm the shepherd I'm the gate I am the way I am the vine I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am your first and last. And he's the God that loves you. And he sees where you're at and what you're going through. And you are not forgotten to God. If you're here this morning and you feel like all hope is gone, I've come to tell you you're not forgotten by God. He sees you. He sees you and He knows. We're going to close with this song this morning. And I'm going, I'm going, I need some seasoned saints to help me right here. I wouldn't embarrass anyone for anything in the world. But I feel in the Holy Ghost. If you're in this house today and you feel a heavy weariness, I believe this day and this hour, God wants to lift that from you. If you find yourself in that place, I'm going to ask you. It'll take boldness and faith. But I'm going to ask you to come to the front. We're going to pray together. And we're going to ask God that he would help us. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.